Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
דבר Thank <laughs> you. 
השופר ישמיע, נחיה כאן אז לבטח, אנחנו עם הנצח.
JM in the AM. A group called Eden with a two for Tuesday. You heard Lachado D and Yigdal here at JM in the AM. Before that, Shuki Solomon and Penny Einhorn together with Shirani Tachon. Another song reflecting the uh, the times, reflecting the days that we're in. Daniel Alisha with Yerushalayim, Rafa'inu done by Elazar Bitone. Songs of Soldiers, volume number two. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this February the 13th, day number four in the month of Adar 1. The year is 5784. Tough Shin Pei As I mentioned, today is the 13th yard site of my brother, Harav Moshe Yonah ben Rav Zev Halevi. And uh, we do this every year. We remind those who suffer from heartburn that that, uh, that heartburn, that feeling can turn into, the, what, what feels like heartburn to you, could turn into Barrett's, which eventually could turn into cancer. My brother died of esophageal cancer. Um, would not wish on anybody the type of end that he had. There is a screening, there is a test that could be taken. It's called an endoscopy. If you are a heartburn sufferer, uh, discuss it with your doctor and see if they'll put an endoscopy on your medical schedule. And this announcement has helped a lot of people who've been able to stem the tide and to stop the terrible disease in its tracks over the years, and I hope that uh, there are people listening right now who take what I say very seriously and will speak to the doctor. Very often, by the way, once you hit a certain age, if you're if you're somebody who they feel, who the doctor feels should get an endoscopy, for the reasons that we mentioned, very often they'll do the endoscopy and the colonoscopy in the same day, and uh, the preparation for the endoscopy is nothing compared to the colonoscopy. And therefore, you'll be able to have your, uh, your colon and... Uh, and uh, that area checked, and of course the esophagus, and that area checked, and it can be done basically at the same time. So you could speak to your doctor about that. Anyway, so that's the screening. That's what it's called, an endoscopy, and we highly recommend it for people whose doctors agree that their um, that their level of heartburn and acid is to the point where uh, where it's just you know getting dangerous. Let's put it that way. JM in the AM Tuesday morning. Well, we uh, we are in the midst of our final week of our fundraiser. Yeah, I know. The fundraiser goes on all year. I get it. <laughs> but we're in the final week of the official 40th anniversary campaign. Yaakov Katz is going to join us in about a half hour, assuming he's able to. I don't know what the story is today on the roads, because I know that he, he can only join us when he's driving to work, and I don't know what the... Well, we'll tell you about the weather in a second for those of you listening around the world. Um, anyway, if Yaakov Katz uh, joins us in the 7 o'clock hour, he will, in fact, uh, discuss the project that he's working on right now, which is a, uh, a JM in the AM historic project. And he'll ask a couple of questions that will hopefully jar some of the great memories for those of you out there who have not yet contributed to our campaign, and hopefully it will spur you on to contribute. Uh, Yeshiva League Sports Update coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. Moshe Bodner is going to is going to join us in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. 
Many of you are wondering about the efforts that are being made even now, four months later, to send necessary items to Israel from the United States. This is somebody, Moshe Bodner, who has spearheaded this effort. We spoke with his son, actually. Ike Bodner was in this studio a few weeks ago. Anyway, he's going to join us, and we'll talk about um, a very valuable conversation. For those of you who really want to pitch in and help get stuff to Israel, very valuable conversation coming up here at JM in the AM as we continue to focus on the, the war that our brothers and sisters are in. And uh, what can I say? What can I say? The um, this incredible story of the hostages being rescued, the two hostages being rescued, has given a uh, a tremendous boost to everybody in Israel, I believe. But uh, as you know, our brothers and sisters are still at war, and that means that um, that they're still going through the terrible results or the terrible situations that war brings with that in mind the idf announced the names of three soldiers killed in gaza on monday they include include two officers and a reservist the names are lieutenant commander yair cohen of ramat gan 30 years old <sighs> funeral funerals happening two hours from now in kiryat shaul Sergeant Major Ziv Khen from Kfar Saba, reservist, served in the Southern Brigade and was killed in battle. Funeral taking place as we speak in Kfar Saba. And Lieutenant Colonel Natanel Yaakov El Kobi, 36 years old from Haifa, was killed in the Southern Gaza Strip, leaves behind a wife and five children. Funeral will be at the military cemetery in Haifa. It's literally happening as we speak. A wife and five children. And that, as we continuously say over all these weeks, that is a situation that's being duplicated way too often in too many places in Israel. In addition to helping out our brothers and sisters and their ways to do that, which we'll discuss, we have to remember what so many of our brothers and sisters, especially sisters, since the majority of those killed are, of course, men uh, in the army. Um, we have to remember what they're going through. This wife and five children, how different their lives are going to be now because the enemy, the enemy gunned down their father, their husband. Something important to keep in mind is we, we are now past the four-month mark. We are at, um, we're at about, the 18 and a half weeks, 18 and a half weeks of the war or of the time since the, since the uh, brutal attack on Israel. Always difficult to continue focusing at the same level, at the same intensity, because it is 18 and a half weeks later. So together we can remind each other and we can, uh, we can try our best to keep our brothers and the sisters in mind. JM and the AM, you're listening to a, a Tuesday morning broadcast. As I said, lots coming up. We are um, we are going to um, 
speak to Yaakov Katz. Hopefully he'll join us. Oh, I meant to tell you right. I meant to tell you what's going on here with the weather. <laughs> People are always curious what our home base looks like. Well, today I'm in New York City. Today I'm in the Manhattan studios of the Nahum Siegel Network. And all through the last couple of days, we have been warned about just how much snow is going to fall in this area. And it did seem, it did seem that with all the reports that we had about snow in this area, that New York City would be relatively spared. That's what it seemed like. Well, based on the latest forecast, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be sitting here about four or five hours from now with four to five inches of snow, which is pretty significant for the, uh, for the city. So it's fascinating how we've gone from almost no accumulation, a trace. Then they were talking about like 8 to 12 inches. Now they're settling on about 5. We'll see what happens. But anyway, a lot of, people's, a lot of people who are generally tuned into this program, uh, their commute is going to be very, very different today because of the storm that's going on right now in the tri-state areas. If you're listening in a different way than you normally do, I, I say welcome I say welcome to you, and I thank you for uh, tuning in with whatever method you've come up with to tune into this broadcast. Much appreciated. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Kishima Shemikra Alecha, Viru 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 Shemela 
הארץ, ששם השם נקרא עליך. ראו כל עמי הארץ, וירו וירו ממך. וראו כל עמי הארץ, כי שם השם נקרא עליך. וירו 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 ממך. When that light does shine, you can know it's time No stronger weapon can you wield The nation see the light in me, I've got my spiritual shield Ki Hashem menokecha mitalich Bikerev machanecha Lahatzilcha velatet oivecha Lefanecha Ra'u kol avmei ha'aretz Ki shem Hashem nekha alecha Ve'yaru 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 They know it's true, they'll move out of our way
J.M. and the A.M., that's uh, Mivan Siach done by Akev. Before that, the um, Ellie Seidenfeld, uh, Bussi Lagani cover. Maishi Tischler at Abba Gadol, Bezrat Hashem was Ari Goldwag, brand new. And you're listening to J.M. and the A.M. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, the beloved NSN app. Please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Again, Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Rough weather out there right now in the New York, New Jersey area. Be careful on those roads, although one of our one of our listeners on the app says, Good morning, Nahum. Bonus of the people who now work from home instead of commuting due to weather is JM and AM can play all day in the background. Thank you. Thank you very much. Including Avrami's live lunch happening at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. That will emanate from Israel where Avrami is not in the middle of a snowstorm like we are here. But make sure to be tuned into his live lunch. And you can be in touch with him via the app. How do you like that? If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, you could certainly... Uh... <coughs> oh, boy. You could certainly write to Avrami and he'll take good care of you. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, that's AF at NahumSiegel.com. If you have not yet supported our 40th anniversary campaign, it's the final week of the campaign, so please do so. Go to FJBUnity.org fjbunity.org and we thank you Thursday Mayor Fertig's going to be sitting in I'll be at my grandson's bris Bezrat Hashem Mayor Fertig in this coming Thursday here at JM in the AM how do you like that did you ever think you'd hear those words emanate from this great radio network that I'll be at my grandson's bris and Mayor Fertig will be sitting in wow Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the AM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorayachshav. נער בן 15 נפצע קשה ואישה בת 47 במצב בינוני מטיל נונטט שנורה בצהריים לקריאת שמונה. צוותי מדה פינו אותם לבית החולים להמשך טיפול רפואי. ראש עיריית קריאת שמונה, אביחי שטרן, קרא אצל נורית קנטי בגלי צהל, מי שלא חייב להישאר בעיר, עדיף שלא יהיה פה. כל אותם תושבים שעוד נמצאים כאן בעיר שלא לצורך, אנחנו רואים את התמונות, אנחנו רואים איך זה יסתיים לצערנו הפעם. מי שלא חייב להיות פה, אני מבקש וקורא להם כבר עכשיו להתקשר למוקד, לבקש פינוי ולא לקחת סיכונים מיותרים. רב סמל במילואים זיו חן, בן 27 מכפר סבא, לוחם במילואים בגדוד 630 שנפל אתמול בדרום הרצועה ובא בצהריים למנוחות בבית העלמין הצבאי בכפר סבא. 
בשעה זו מובא למנוחות בבית העלמין הצבאי בחיפה, סגן אלוף במילואים נתנאל יעקב אלקובי, בן 36 מחיפה, מפקד גדוד 630. רב סרן במילואים יאיר כהן, בן 30 מרמת גן, ממלא מקום מפקד פלוגה, יובא למנוחות בעוד כשעה בבית העלמין הצבאי קריית שאול בתל אביב. מעיין אלמנתו ספדה לו בגלי צה"ל. בן אדם כל כך גדול, כל כך מאיר, כמו השם שלו. הוא היה אמור לצאת ליום שישי, והיינו אמורים להתחבא. אך הוא כל כך חיכה לשישי, ואני כל כך רציתי לפנק אותו. אבל הוא כל כך אוהב את המדינה, ואני ידעתי שהוא גיבור, ואמרתי לו, אל תהיה גיבור חיים שלי. אבל זה גדול ממנו. המשלחת הישראלית בראשות ראש המוסד דדי ברנע וראש השב"כ רונן בר יצא בצהריים לקהיר בניסיון לגבש עסקת חטופים נוספת. הם ייפגשו שם עם ראש ה-CIA ווילאם ברנס ועם בכירים ממצרים ומקטאר. במטה משפחות החטופים פנו לברנע ובר ומסרו ביניהם של 134 חטופים נשואות אליכם. זו משימה של פעם בחיים ויש לכם את היכולת להציל אותם ולמנוע את גזירת גורלם כגורלו של רון ארד. לקראת הארכת השירות בצה"ל, השר עמיחי שיקלי ושני חברי כנסת נוספים מהליכוד במכתב לראש הממשלה, לא נוכל לקבל מצב שבו קבוצות מסוימות נושאות בנטל וקבוצות אחרות ממשיכות בשגרת חייהן. עם הפרטים כתב התחום הפוליטי שחגליק. צורכי הביטחון של ישראל מחייבים הרחבה של מעגל הנושאים בנטל. לא ניתן עוד לקבל בשוויון נפש מצב שבו קבוצות מסוימות נושאות על כתפיהן את נטל הביטחון וקבוצות אחרות ממשיכות בשגרת חייהן. כך כתבו לראש הממשלה השר עמיחי שיקלי וחברי הכנסת משה סעדה ודן אילוז מהליכוד. השלושה הציעו כי החוק להארכת השירות יחוקק לשנה אחת בלבד, שבה ינסו להגיע להסכמות בנוגע לגיוס חרדים. עוד הוסיפו השלושה, החוקים הנוכחיים משדרים כי מה שהיה הוא שיהיה, אנחנו לא נוכל לתת את ידינו לעיוות המוסרי הזה. הפיטורים בפרי הגליל לאחר היום בשביתה מחר נמנעו פיטורי 45 העובדים. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסיפה שההסכמות הושגו לאחר פגישה בין ההסתדרות לבעלים מוטי קופרלי ומחר תתקיים אספת עובדים במפעל לאשר את ההסכם הזה. מזג האוויר חם מהרגיל, במהלך הלילה יחלו לרדת ממטרים מקומיים מלווים בסופות רעמים יחידות ברוב אזורי הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Chaim Israel medley done by Yankee Hill. We opened up the hour with Ovadia Chamama. Song entitled Lishair Biyachad here at J.M. in the A.M. We, of course, call your attention to the three Israeli soldiers killed yesterday. The funerals taking place as we speak. Four plus months later, we try to remind everybody and focus on the fact that our brothers and sisters are going through a very very challenging time in Israel, and uh, many of us, understandably, think that that aspect of this war gets better as time goes by, but unfortunately it does not. And that's the situation in Israel as we speak. JM and the AM, good morning. A reminder that we are in the uh, final week of our 40th anniversary campaign. I want to thank those who have been giving such generous donations. Thank you to uh, Shirley Weinstein. Thank you to Rifki and Yaakov Maradi. I mean, these are names that you could see on the actual campaign. It's not like we're uh, revealing information that's not out there. Thank you, Michael Mendelson. Thank you, Betty Ehrenberg, who donated in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Thank you to Night Nurse, 
who donated a very generous amount. Thanks for keeping me company throughout the night and on the drive home. Special shout-out to the Erev Shabbos show. That is great. Thank you for that. Uh, Moshe and Aviva Orlean, Robert Lunzer, Mrs. Hollander, Elliot and Cindy Forgash. A lot of amazing friends who are, uh, many of them are old friends of ours and uh, have been at the forefront of this campaign. <coughs> which is approaching high. It's approaching $180,000. And I asked Yaakov Katz to join us on the air. I'm hoping that some of the memories that he and I discuss over the next few minutes before we get to our Yeshiva League sports update will jar some of the uh, memories for some of our listeners and encourage people who haven't yet given. Remember, we're at 399 donors. I'd like to get to that 400th donor right now. We're at 399. 400 would be great. Um, so I'm hoping it'll jar some uh, memories for some of the people out there who uh, greatly appreciate what's happened here over the last 40 years, all the way until today, until this snowstorm-filled Tuesday when we are uh, asking everybody to help us round out this campaign as it comes to an end. Now, who's Yaakov Katz? This Yaakov Katz, because you know, we know many, as you know. This Yaakov Katz is the gentleman who visited us in our studio and was discussing with us how to best preserve one's photos. Remember that whole discussion? It took place a few months ago in our New York City studio. Yaakov Katz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Malcolm. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm very excited to, uh, to be back. I, pre- I appreciate that. Remind everybody, what's the name of your company? What were we discussing last time you were here? Uh, Yaakov Cat Studios. So, simple. easy way to remember it. Sim- Yaakov Cat Sim- Studios. Sim- yeah. Simple as that. And you were giving us recommendations about photography and preserving photos and what people need to know in, t- in 2024 when it comes to um, uh, all this modern technology, you made some recommendations about how to do things. Anyway, based on that conversation, I approached Yaakov Katz, and I said, you know, I have this book, Please God, that's going to be published in the next few weeks. Please God, please God. I'm trying to meet all the deadlines, trust me. And uh, we need photos, really high-quality photos for the book, and that means scanning them in a very professional way and preserving them properly. <clears throat> and you took on the assignment, and I appreciate it. We'll talk about the other assignment uh, in a moment, but tell us first about the photos. What, what system did you use uh, to preserve what, um, what I consider to be the most important uh, pictures for this book? Yeah, well, uh, I don't want to spill any secrets in the book. I didn't read the book yet, but the pictures are unbelievable. You know? <laughs> Thank you. Um, besides the actual, um, you know, how they were done, which I'll talk about, but the pictures are unreal. Like, I, I'm a, a little bit of a history buff, and uh, Nahum, you have created history, you know? Wow. Um, I don't so even... It was amazing to see you. It was amazing to see you, and uh, I want to... Maybe I'll start talking about it a bit. The... Um, the young Nahum Siegel, you know? I don't know if anyone has ever seen those pictures, but they're amazing. You know, you have the uh, microphone in your bag. Uh, I, I don't know how old you were. You said you started when you were 20. Is that correct? Yeah, 40 years ago, believe it or not. Wow, wow, wow. And you're, so I saw a picture of you. Um, you know, besides the celebrities, I'll talk about it in a minute, but you, you, I saw a picture of you with the – wasn't a leather bag. I think it was a canvas bag. You had a <laughs> microphone, and you were, I guess, recording people. That was before the days of a digital, you know, of, uh, of having phones with you. 
and you're recording. It may have been a politician. I don't know. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think the picture you're talking about is somebody who actually was a uh, candidate and, and ran for vice presidency of the United States. What we did was we would go down to Washington. This happened a couple of times. We go down to Washington in the mid-'80s, and we made a day out of it where we would literally um, walk around the tape <laughs> excuse me, the tape recorder, the machine was in the bag that you're describing and the mic was emanating from that machine, was wired into that bag just to make it look as, you know, as uh, as neat and as clean as possible. And uh, we'd go around and we'd speak to different uh, members of the uh, of Congress, different members of the United States government, which, which people still do today. A lot of people hang out in the halls of Congress and try to get their points across in that way. And then we'd come back and we'd edit out those tapes and we would do a little bit of a, you know, a 10, 15 minute special about our journey to Washington, D.C. So those were very fun times. And we were able to bring, look, uh, I, I try to bring a perspective that nobody else brings uh, in the media, um, you know, and, and that was another opportunity to do so. Where a regular guy representing the Jewish community was looking for statements and comments from members of the United States Congress. Simple as that. Wow. Wow. And, uh, you know, this. I hope this will be in your book, one of these pictures, because you are very, very young there, you know? And um, I was amazed how, in a good way, I was amazed to see how long you've been doing this. You know, this is, this is, it's amazing, you know? Really, really something else. Well, this is something that we discussed back in September when we did the 40th anniversary special, and that was that uh, we gathered just to, you know, pay tribute to the anniversary. You know, 25 is a big number, and I remember our 25th. It was a historic occasion. 30 is big. 35 is massive. But 40 is, you know, is off the charts. And very few people, especially these days, are 40 years consecutively doing the same thing. I'm very proud of that. And, uh, yeah, I guess some of the youthful pictures reflect that, that it's been a long time. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the more recent pictures. Is a, There's quite a difference in the way things look. Is it more difficult, by the way, to preserve digitally the older pictures? Do they come out just as good as the very young ones, meaning the more recent ones that I sent you? Right. No, I, you know what? I think that the old ones also, the quality, are, are usually really good. The only hard, like, it's not really that much different. The only hard part is when they're stuck in albums, very careful when you, because uh, the, the way they used to do it is instead of sliding them in, they would be uh, glued to the, the picture would be glued to the actual album. Right. And it would have a glue pre-submitted there. So that's what we have to be very careful of when we take pictures out. You know, you sometimes you have to use tools, a razor blade or stuff, to do it very slowly so the actual picture doesn't rip. And you now, didn't, and you didn't album, have that situation because I handed you loose pictures basically. Exactly, exactly. Your pictures, and I just had to organize them and then a little bit, you know, just by size so they're, they're uh, easier to scan and, and store after that, you know, and then I put them in a rubber band so they're easy to go back at, go back and look at. Now, what do you recommend for, I know when you were here, you recommended certain programs, certain apps, anybody out there who's looking to preserve photos and, and, and possibly even just get rid of the originals because now everything can be saved online and family members and friends could have access to them. Uh, what direction should they go in? What app? What what website? What should they be looking at? So, um, just for like to keep it simple, right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a different time to get in more details. But right now, what I would recommend to someone just, you know, it's a few pictures they have and they want to just um, back them up. There's an app called PhotoMind. P H O T O M Y N E. 
And that's it. That, that, there'll be instructions there where people can just walk through the whole system over there? Excuse me. Yeah, so that app um, is definitely on iPhone. I'm not sure it's on Android right now. I, I have an iPhone, personally. The way that works is um, you tell the app which, which type of um, you know item you're scanning. Is it a document? Is it a scrapbook? Is it a picture? Um it tells you how to position the picture. It even pre-crops it for you once you scan it. So it's, uh, it's uh, you know, the scanning for dummies, and it really works very well. <laughs> I like that. Yakov Katz is with us. <laughs> scanning for dummies. That's something that I could relate to for sure. All right. Um, in addition to the pictures, which are, as we said, going to be an important part of the book, and certainly uh, I believe a... Uh, <coughs> excuse me, an important keepsake for our family and friends. I handed you one volume of a 20-volume scrapbook. I've spoken about these 20 volumes many, many times. One of the lone uh, items to uh, to survive the fire here that we had. And this 20-volume um, loose-leaf collection is basically a scrapbook of my career. Now, what you're trying to do, and I get this takes time, is you're trying to properly, with good lighting, etc save every page of that scrapbook and then of course that we really will hopefully dispose of the originals i don't know if we'll need them so number one how's that process going and number two have you seen anything so far from that collection that has uh, piqued your interest about what's happened here over the last 40 years okay so that's a good question i we're, we're still i'm still um oh, i ordered a different light now and a box Wow. light box so that I'll be able to get, get the, um, well, I'll tell you why we're doing this is because I don't want, I'm a little nervous to put your documents, which are, you know, could be fragile into the scanner because I don't want the scanner to rip it. Wow. So I'm, yeah, th that's really the reason that I'm trying to be a little more careful with these items specifically, you know, pictures are, you know, you know, the old paper that was very, um, was very light and not, not thick. Yeah, of course. So that's you know we're going back in history and those are the pictures those are the papers a lot that you have a lot of printed. So I want those I want the picture you know pictures are printed on a a thicker paper which is not going to rip. But but the prints that you have you know the typewriting and the, the letters I want to be much more careful with and that, that's why we're going the extra step wow. to make sure that you're not you know nothing's going to rip. All right, so once that process starts, if there's anything specific you want to ask me about. Ask away because uh, there's a lot of curiosities there. A lot of things that have happened over four decades that I think will jar the memory of uh, many people who are listening right now. You know, I'll tell you uh, two funny things. Number one is I was looking quickly at one of the pages because just one of the test pages we were doing. It looked like that you also have some non-Jewish listeners. So that's yeah. Right. In those days, we had a tremendous number of non-Jewish listeners, a really, really large number who were discovering the show just by – you know, just by uh, scanning the dial. And um, that was very common. It was very common that they, you know, enjoyed the values and the ethics that uh, that we presented on a daily basis, and they were attracted to it, especially those who were lovers of the state of Israel. So that was pretty common in those days. Yeah, so I have a letter that someone, I mean, I'm sure this is common now, but I have a letter someone wrote um, to you. And they said they enjoy your show, and they're not even Jewish. So that was actually uh, that, that that opened my mind a bit. It was pretty cool. <laughs> cool, this is right? Yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's someone from your generation might find that hard to believe. Anything else there that piqued your interest? <laughs> no, I haven't gotten I haven't got much further into that. 
Um, All right, well, let I us. I do have a story yeah. for you, by sure, the way. Go ahead. Talking about memory lane. This is not my story, but I, I, I think I told someone I was working with you. <clears throat> oh, no. When, I was on the, when we were on the show last time, he told me, his name is Avram. He's about 20. He's probably 32 now. He told me that Nachum Siegel, are you kidding me? He, he, said, he said that when he was a kid, he used to listen. He used to play three songs at a time, if I'm correct. All right. And he used to, under the covers, listen to your music and record the songs on his, um, I guess, tape, on a tape. And then he would have, you know, a bigger array of music <laughs> because he did that. Does I that cr- sound familiar? I ha- well, it sounds like uh, I think a lot of people in those days were doing that, creating their own mixtapes off of JM and the AM. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of continuous music, some real opportunities to get some uninterrupted music, that's for sure. <laughs> Pretty funny, frankly. Um, Yakov Katz, if people want to be in touch with you, what do they do? Uh, they can just call me, you know, 646-300-1811. And I appreciate your help. Yakov Katz, Yakov Katz Studios is embarking, has embarked, and has already completed a really important part of our book project when it comes to the photos and is now studying, as you heard, uh, the best way to preserve the uh, incredible catalogs, the uh, the loose leaf binders full of uh, memorabilia that were uh, uh, that were some of the lone survivors, frankly, of uh, of the fire that we had in our studio. And thank goodness they're still around. It gives us an opportunity to remember some of the things of the last forty years. And those of you out there who would like to commemorate our forty years, remember we are now in the tail end of our campaign, the home stretch. And uh, all you got to do is go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. There has been quite a uh, large effort that has gone into presenting this radio program on a daily basis, rain or uh, rain or shine, so to speak. And those of you who appreciate that, and I know there are many in our audience, please give and give generously this week, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Or Elliot Weiselberg, a drop behind schedule, but we're ready. Elliot Weiselberg has the Tuesday Yeshiva League sports update for us right now at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. We are only a week into the 2023-24 postseason, where thus far the results have not been kind to the home teams. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update, four boys playoff contests, and with the victors riding off into the sunset. All that and more. Good morning. I'm Elliot. Elliot Weisselberg. We'll start out in hockey in varsity. Wednesday night saw the West number five seed SAR knock off East number four host Mag and David five to one to advance to the quarterfinals against TABC. The next night, the East number five seed Rombaum returned the favor to MTA five nothing behind five goals by Zevi Herskowitz and a Rami Kessak shutout to stay alive and move on to face East top seed DRS. Both games will take place next week. The quarterfinals, however, will begin tomorrow night when the two and three seeds will square off as Hank hosts Kushner and Hafter travels to Frisch. In JV, the five-seed Frisch avenged a loss to number four YDE earlier this month to advance to the semifinals where they will play number one SAR. As we said last week, this means that all three pre-championship contests will be repeats of contests that took place in the last two weeks, and thus far the results have not been the same. However, the biggest upset of the early playoffs happened late last week in varsity basketball, where the West number six seeded ensured that at least one of last year's finalists would not get another crack at the title. 
a week after defeating Frisch in Frisch to lock up the last spot in the West postseason, the SAR Sting did it again, eliminating the three-seed 63-46 behind Jonathan Itzhaki's 17 points. The Sting will now face the East top seed Mag and David. The two teams met in December, with the Warriors taking a 12-point win. The other West contest will take place tomorrow night with Heschel hosting Orius Rowell and the winner to take on Flatbush, while one of the East contests, North Shore and DRS, will take place on Thursday. The boys' JV basketball playoffs were scheduled to start tonight with Hillel and JEC, but the weather may have other plans. Both ends of the East first round will take place tomorrow night with Flatbush hosting YDE and Mag and David visiting Hafter. Given the light week, let's take a look at the girls' varsity basketball playoffs where the trend of visiting winners continues. Both three seeds top two seeds as Maya Noah outlasted Flatbush last night 30-28 and North Shore upended SAR 52-41. Bucking the trend, however, is SKA. The defending champion Sonics, the East number one seed, took out visiting Ramaz and will meet up with North Shore next. Maya Note will await the winner of tomorrow night's contest with Frisch and Hafter. And in girls' JV basketball, mixed results as one host and one visitor took wins. North Shore upended Flatbush 35-34 in Flatbush to advance to play SAR, while Maya Note knocked off visiting Elon and will now meet up with defending champion Frisch. And that was your JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Thank you, Elliot. Yeshiva League Sports Update Tuesdays here at JM in the AM in hour number two. And I didn't even consider what this weather that we're uh, experiencing here in the Northeast, in the New York area, I didn't consider what it might do to some of the scheduled games this week. Hmm, the commissioner is going to, is possibly going to have to deal with some rescheduling, which is always pleasant, I am sure, uh, with the snow that's coming down. We're expecting five inches here in Manhattan. That's the latest. We'll see what happens. And for those of you who didn't have to go to, to actually go into work today, Baruch Hashem, for those of you who have to, be very careful on those roadways, please. Very, very careful on those roadways. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevin and Zechonishmas Esther Basri Today is the yard site, the fourth of Adar One, is also the yard site of my brother, Harav Moshe Yona Ben Rav Zev Halevi. And I remind everybody that my brother passed away from esophageal cancer. He was younger when he passed away than I am right now. And he. Um, and I use the opportunity every year on, on his yard site to remind everybody who suffers from uh, heartburn, acid reflux, etc., that that often turns into Barrett's and that often turns into esophageal cancer. Uh, one of the ways to uh, deal with this is if you're a heartburn sufferer, speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy. An endoscopy is a pretty easy screening, that the screening exam that will determine, will allow the doctor to see exactly what's happening in your esophagus. And this announcement has helped a lot of people stem the tide very early on in what could have been a terrible disaster down the road. So, Le'ilu Nishmas, Harav Moshe Ben Rav Zev Halevi, next time you speak to your doctor, if you are a, uh, a heartburn, acid reflux uh, sufferer, speak to them about getting an endoscopy. As I said before, a lot of uh, doctors will do the endoscopy and the colonoscopy in this, at the same time uh, to make things even easier schedule-wise. And the endoscopy has no preparation, unlike the colonoscopy, so it's really easy. All right, friendly reminder, and I know that this announcement will, will uh, help people live longer. And um, what's, as we know, what's more important to us than life? 
JM in the AM. Uh, so Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Esther and Moshe Ben Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. When the Shliach Tzibor reaches Modim in the Shmona Esrei, during Chazar Sashatz, the repetition of the Shmona Esrei every day, we again say, Modim Anachnu Loch, we give thanks to you. It is called Hoda Kitano. The Avudraham asked the question, why do we have to say Modim together with the Shliach Tzibor? He explains that one can appoint a Shliach a messenger to request his needs, as the Shliach Tzibor does in the other Tfilos. One is more than happy to have someone be a good Shliach for him, but it's not the way for a servant to thank his master and appoint a Shliach who will say for him, you are my king, you are the one who saved me, you are the one who has helped me. To do that, each and every person has to thank Hashem on his own. The Mesilis Yisharim notes that the way to inspire our hearts to Avodos Hashem is when we think about all the good, the tavos and the flows that Hashem has done for each and every one of us from the day that we are born. Today is a day that we all have to give shvach v'hodaya, praise and thanks to Hashem for the success of the daring mission that has resulted in the safe return of two of the hostages. It was a highly dangerous and complex mission in which the Yad Hashem was seen throughout. It is certainly incumbent upon all of us to give praise and thanks to Hashem for this miracle. The Zerashimshin comments that when a miracle happens, it is a catalyst for future miracles. When one merits one miracle, it contains the seeds for future miracles. Rebezra Mizrahi has been the Shliach Tzibor for decades in a well-established minion where the people daven vasikin. He begins davening at the exact moment designated for the beginning of Shachris. He is very careful to daven in the exact nusach of the minion each and every day. However, a while ago, Rebezra decided to make a slight change in the regular nusach. He sang the Tehillim, Mizmor Lesoida, that we say every day in Tvila Shachris. When he was asked concerning his new custom, he said that we actually find a clear halach in Shulchan Aruch, where the Beis Yosef Paskins in Simen Nun Aleph, Sif Tes, that is a special mitzvah to sing Mizmor Lesoida. It expresses our thanks to Hashem and to do it with a melody. A person should actually sing with a niggin to thank Hashem from the depths of our heart. The members of the tzibur were thrilled to learn something new and to participate together in singing the Tehillim. From that day forward, it was established as a daily practice. When we think about yesterday's events, perhaps we should also sing Mizmor Lesoido. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Wie 
weiß die mit mir. Affilis die zwei, weinst die mit mir. Affile ich verkriech, doch bist die mit mir. Wie nur ich kann, geist die mit mir. Wie nur ich stand.
J.M. in the A.M. with Ari Goldwag, Yerushalayim from the brand new album, Bezrat Hashem Ninatzeach. Amen to that. J.M. in the A.M. on this Tuesday. Today is the fourth day of Adar Rishon, the fourth of Adar 1. It is my brother's yard site, and as I mentioned earlier, every year I say that uh, since he uh, passed away from esophageal cancer, anybody out there, and I know that this announcement has helped people over the years, anybody out there who suffers from heartburn, Speak to your doctor, because often that heartburn turns into Barrett's, which turns into cancer. Speak to your doctor by getting an endoscopy. That's the screening. That's the test to actually see what's going on in your esophagus. And it's pretty easy. You're sedated, frankly, for it. Um, So, again, speak to your doctor if you're a uh, heartburn sufferer. And I know this announcement has helped people over the years. And let us add years to people's lives instead of seeing them suffer the way my brother did. J.M. and the A.M. on this uh, February the 13th, the 4th of Adar 1. A reminder that our 40th anniversary campaign is wrapping up. Those of you who have not yet supported J.M. and the A.M. during this, our milestone 40th year, go to fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity.org for information. So many people are always asking the question, how do you know what Israel needs now? It's four plus months since the beginning of the war. How do you know what Israel needs? How do you know how to get these items to Israel? Help us out, Nahum Siegel. Give us a resource where we could have some reliable information about what we need to do to help our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. And someone introduced me to Moshe Bodner, and you may recall his son was in our studio a few weeks ago. Someone introduced me to Moshe Bodner, And he has an initiative that's been going since literally the very beginning of this war or the beginning of this episode with the brutal attack on Israel on October the 7th. And this effort continues. In fact, he alluded, and he'll give us the details on the air, but he alluded to me off the air that there's a major event, literally, that is going to help collect items for Israel that'll be happening this weekend. Uh, So if you have some of the things that uh, that he's going to recommend, or if you'd like to purchase some of the things that you'd like to that he'd like to recommend, uh, you'll be able to literally drop them off. With all these details, let me introduce Moshe Bodner and welcome him to JM and the AM. A pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM. Hello, Nachum. Good morning. It is a pleasure to be here. 
I hope that this audience helps your efforts because you've been going strong for four plus months. I don't know how you keep the momentum going. Explain what happened. We're all familiar with the calendar that Shmini Atzeres Simchas Torah was Shabbos, October the 7th. It sounds like, based on what you told me off the air, that your operation sprung into action immediately. Tell us about the very beginnings of these efforts. So I will, but if you'll allow me 10 seconds to just jump back to uh, your comment as I got on, uh, where you were playing a song from the album Be'ezrat Hashem Hinatzeach, so it's it's actually quite apropos because the title of this this weekend and this uh, event that we're putting on is Shabbat Biyachad in Natsayach. Nice. And uh, I and uh, many others are big believers that the the nitzachon, the victory, uh, will will come about when Hashem decides that we are that we have become reunified as a people. That there's no longer a neged or baad and whatever our level of religious observance, practice, hashkafa. At the end of the day, when 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 Hashem sees that we are brothers again, um, that is what what I think many people believe is, is going to be the, the the key trigger for the end of the war and please God the uh, the geulah shleima. Shabbat beyachad nenatzeach. That that is what we have uh, branded this this weekend. Nice. Tell us how this so all got started. To, okay, so to answer your question on. Uh, on Simchat Torah morning here in New York, which was the uh, Isru Chag in Israel, I was uh, in Shul and Eish Kodesh in, in Woodmere, and my my wife, we, I just got remarried in June, my wife came into Shul, found me, called me out and said to me, you're going to kill me, I just answered the phone. And uh, obviously she answered the phone on, on Yantif, something happened, I asked her what happened, and she said that she noticed that my phone was buzzing over and over and over again. It was my son, Ike, calling from Israel, who, who you mentioned a couple minutes ago. Right. And she got nervous. I mean, we had heard that stuff had happened. Uh, Ray Weinberger from, from Ish Kodesh had recommended that we don't get too much information. You know, let's, we, we should daven, and it's still Yantif, but we should be focused on davening, and uh, nobody knows what information is going to be accurate, inaccurate. But I, I had a good sense that my kids who live in Israel were, were okay. I hadn't heard anything. So now I get nervous. So I ran over to Ray Weinberger. I pulled him out of the kafos. And uh, I told him what my wife had said, and he said, go get a phone, go up to my office and call your son. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have to go into the details of, of how he came up with that, but it, right. it was, to me, a pretty obvious sock. Uh, but you needed a, a god like Ray Warnberger to tell it to me. And when I called my son, uh, he told me that he, uh, he was okay. His wife, my daughter-in-law are okay, and my son is learning in, in Yeshiva in the Old City are okay but that one of his best friends, uh, a young man named uh, David Newman, Hashem Nkom Damo, uh, was killed at the Nova Festival. And he was distraught, and he wanted to talk to his father. And this was the, so, sto this was the story that your son told. In fact, the, the efforts that, that your son and his colleagues have undertaken is all in memory of, uh, of their friend. Correct. Soldiers saving lives right. in memory of David Newman. And... We, for the first two or three weeks of the war, uh, we, we were actually operating here under the uh, imprimatur of, of, of SSL. Uh, you know, I was really acting as a father. I, I had no intention of kind of leading the community and, and leading this effort. I was trying to help my son to, to do, you know, to, to do something in, in memory of, of his friend who, who was a great guy and to help his friends who were, were close with, who basically gave, gave up everything that they were doing in order to try to, to help Israel. So 
Sunday night after the Chag ended, he told me that they've already booked. I mean, you heard the story, uh, flights on LL cargo planes, and they're going to be collecting goods. And uh, by Monday at 4 o'clock on, on the, uh, I guess that was the 9th, uh, there was a collection going on at my uh, at, at my kid's house, at, at my ex-wife's house, and they collected about 400 duffel bags worth of stuff. Uh, just to fast forward, uh, that night we moved into a, a, another warehouse. We collected another 400 duffel bags. The next day, all of this stuff went out with LL. What were some of the types of items that were in those bags? So, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say. I mean, it was, it was you know, creams and ointments and a lot of batteries and a lot of things that today uh, we wouldn't be sending for a couple of reasons. One is it's not worth sending. We, some of these things we, we'd like people to purchase in Israel to help the Israeli economy. Uh, there are things that LL doesn't particularly like flying under their planes, and there are things that aren't needed. But nobody knew. It was just people wanted to help. So... You know, a lot of it was things that people needed, duct tape and, uh, you know, headlamps and, and, and flashlights. But it was not army gear. It was definitely not army gear. It was, it was definitely stuff that's more suited for uh, today, the, the word mifunim. I didn't know the word at the time. Um, you know, the, the displaced people. But uh, it was just people trying to help. So, so Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, we moved into our, our third warehouse in Lawrence. A couple of nice guys lent us their warehouse. I got the keys at 8 o'clock, and by 2 o'clock in the morning, we had another 900 duffel bags uh, that came from Great Neck and Baltimore and Brooklyn and Queens and a whole bunch of other communities. And at this point, we started to get a better sense of what was needed. So, you know, by the end of the first week, we, we sent between 1,700 and 2,000 duffel bags to Israel via cargo. And, wow. at the beginning, and it was amazing. It was just amazing. And uh, we, we, I mean, we, we, we were turning volunteers away. We, we had 40, 50, 60 volunteers at a time. At some point, El was a little bit concerned about security, so we had to take down driver's licenses, and we opened up a little area for kids to come and uh, write letters. Uh, somebody from the New York Jets came and, and gave us you know, a couple of duffel bags full of uh, really cool used Jets winter practice gear. <laughs> so we had Chayalim uh, on, on their bases with uh, you know, fleeces and things like that with the, the Jets logo. And it was all practice worn. It had, you know, players' numbers, you know, written in, and players' names written in, like, uh, you know, like a mom does when the kids go to camp. So that was was what was going on. And then um, we started to hear from soldiers that they were going back. We had soldiers in in New York and uh, other parts of the U.S. So we built some Amazon lists, and we spoke to some suppliers. And the next thing we knew, we were receiving about 200 boxes a day uh, from from Amazon, and another probably couple of hundred just people in the community going and buying thermals and fleeces and headlamps and uh, thick socks and boots and leatherman and g-shocks and we we basically that was when we learned the word chamal another word that i uh, you know I, I speak hebrew reasonably decently and i've never heard the word chamal but at that point we had uh, we had soldiers coming in every day on their way back to israel picking up stuff packing duffel bags full of gear for themselves and for their units uh, we, were, we were also supplying, there were a couple of great guys who set up a little kiosk at JFK where soldiers could come. I think they set it up in, in Terminal 4 in the uh, old chapel there. And soldiers would come and they could just get whatever they needed uh, out of there. So we had a constant stream of drivers going from our warehouse to JFK. All right, hang on a second. Moshe Bodner is with us live via telephone. This operation continues till today, right? There's a, there are daily, and if not daily, then certainly weekly deliveries that are going on via airplane to Israel, right? 
So, so there are daily. We, we, we keep a stack of duffel bags in our warehouse. We're now located in Hewlett. I mean, today, today there'll be, there'll be your stuff on flights today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hope the flights take off, but, right. uh, you know, on Sunday I had a stack of about a hundred duffel bags, uh, in a pile at the front of the and, warehouse. And, 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 what's, and, and what's in today's duffel bags? So today's duffel bags is all brand new clothing for, for displaced people from this one in the, the reason for that. There are two reasons for that. One is we got all of our army stuff out in, in preparation for the weekend. And two is, I mean, the, the myths women are also important, but we've had some amazing, amazing people from really around the world who have heard about what we're doing and have been sending us boxes and bags of brand new, expensive, beautiful clothing uh, for, for men, women, children, infants, all types from, from bathing suits to, you know, the most sneeous, you know, long dresses and, and long sleeve shirts. Um, and, and they're just going to Israel to the places that, that need them and that they're appropriate for. And, uh, wasn't there some arrangement or some, uh, um, uh, some, uh, gesture from Costco or one of those stores you were in need of uh, a certain item and they were very helpful in terms of keeping the price down and getting you what you needed. So a lot of the stores were unbelievably helpful at the, at the beginning. I mean, they still are. Um, you know, they're, they're, we would go in, people would go into like the local played against sports, the sporting goods store. And when they found out that stuff was going to Israel, they would just give it to them for free. Hockey tape and things like that, headlamps. Um, it turns out that Costco, somebody found out a few weeks ago that Costco had a sale on thermals, two for $5. And people put it out in the chats. And two weeks ago on Sunday, People dropped off about 2,000 pairs of thermals. Wow. Uh, there were individuals who went themselves and spent $2,000, $2,500. A woman from Passaic came out here with uh, two carloads of thermals. I mean, it was just unbelievable. So you're getting response from everywhere around the tri-state area. This is not limited to the five towns at all. Yeah, we're, we're trying. I mean, we, we have a drop-off point in Brooklyn. We have a drop-off point in Lakewood. We have a drop-off point in Muncie. As a matter of fact, a lot of the clothing is coming from Montreal, and it goes from Montreal to Muncie and then from Muncie to us. Moshe Bodner with us live via telephone. We'll talk about this week's event, but first, I'm sure there are people with some curiosities. Number one, how do you fund this? How can people help you? fund this because in, in addition to all the material i'm sure there are costs i know that every one of these duffel bags costs money every time Alal puts one on a plane so number one how do you um uh how do you allow people to help you fund this and number two people want to know how it's guaranteed and i think it's a legitimate question uh, that the army personnel and the displaced people get these materials that the majority of what's being delivered to israel really gets to where it needs to get to as soon as possible Right, great questions. So the funding, uh, that comes from Hashem. Uh, I mean, the reality is, is that we, we really operate, um, you know, bootstrapped and at a grassroots level. So we don't have to raise a lot of money uh, with the exception of some costs in Israel for paying the porters in Ben-Gurion. Uh, we really don't have overhead. Uh, somebody lent us their warehouse. Uh, everybody is volunteer, but we have raised money. And when we, when we send the bags ourselves, what LL does is LL gives us an allocation of bags, 50, 60, a hundred bags, a couple of times a week from Newark airport. Without and cost? 
No, so we have it's fifty dollars a bag. Right, that's so, money. So for that, we do raise money. Right. Um, but I would say that there's three or four groups that are operating, you know, at a high level like we are. So we share those allocations. So for instance, the last couple of weeks, I was able to get bags out with passengers. So I gave my allocations to the other groups that were sending more critical gear. Right. Um, you know, the, the Boots for Israel guys who are amazing, and I think they've now purchased thirty-eight thousand pairs of boots. Uh, the Bergen County guys. Uh, it, you know, killed it over the last month or so with, with army gear. So we've shared our allocations with them and they've shared our allocations with us, their allocations with us when needed. So for the most part, when a passenger takes a bag to Israel, the passenger is with, with a couple of exceptions. And we, you know, it's no judgment. We tell people all the time, if you can't pay or, you know, take a couple of bags, we'll, we'll reimburse you. But for the most part, most of the passengers are, are paying for the bags. They're going to Israel and, you know, a couple of bags sort of becomes a rounding error in the overall cost of the trip. And, you know, the, a lot of the missions, SKA high school took uh, 50 bags from us on Sunday and shuls are showing up and they make it easy. They, they come and pick up the bags. We do have people going to the airport to drop off, but it's much easier for people to pick up. So, you know, at the end of the day, we, we raise money for projects people want to send uh, thermals or whatever gear to their bubble in, you know, in uh, Gaza or whatever. So, you know, we, we'll, we'll help, but we're, we're really trying to teach people to be advocates. At the end of the day, we can't help everybody uh, on the financial side, but we encourage them to become advocates for a project and we will help them get the best pricing. We will help them with the logistics, with the customs. And it's, it's really a, it's a partnership between us and the, and the people who are, who we're encouraging to, to to run their own grassroots efforts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, which, yeah, I mean, I told you when I was on the uh, when I had the opportunity to to stand at the airport literally and have someone approach me to take combat gear to Israel. I, I didn't even think of you know swiping my credit card. Like I, I just think people need to be aware of it. We're under the impression that all this is funded by somebody and that there's you know no no reason to you know to to to, to reach out like that. Uh, and, and people need to know if I, if I went through it again, the first thing I would do would be to pay for the bags. It didn't even cross my mind. So I just want people to realize, uh, that to whatever degree they can help out, um, uh, with these, uh, deliveries, uh, the more welcome it is. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at com and the NachumSingle network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app, Moshe Bodner is with us live via telephone. Talking about uh, this is one of the most essential conversations I think we've had in the last four months. People want to know how to help, and we'll get to the practical stuff for this week in a second. So I asked you, uh, people want to know how these, how all these, um, the, uh, all this material gets to the soldiers and how it gets to the uh, displaced people. So, so that that question ties in with your previous question about how we vet the need. So we have a team in Israel. Um, headed by an uh, old friend of mine, a guy named Yusuf Halpern, who lives in Baca, an uh, English guy. And uh, he brought on board a woman named Shuri Hadar, who's been unbelievable. And they are at the airport every day picking up bags. And they are also on army bases pretty much every day, not only dropping things off, but vetting the, the need. Meaning, does somebody need a Leatherman or does somebody need a good multi-tool? Do you need a G-Shock watch or do you need a good digital watch that will, you know, last out in the Shetah. So first of all, it it helps us to stretch the dollar, but we also want to make sure that 
stuff is getting to where it needs to get on a priority basis. Doesn't necessarily mean an elite unit versus, you know, a, a regular unit, but we, we need to find out who has what and what the needs are. There's a lot of talk about helmets and vests and quality. So we are, we have people boots on the ground going and making sure that the things that we are delivering are, are actual needs. The Army's definition of need might be different than a soldier's definition of need. And we try to balance the, you know, the, the, both definitions, I guess. We want soldiers to be comfortable. Right. On the other hand, we make sure that we're not overdoing it because there's a lot of soldiers. And Derek Hateva, we're, we're being told that we'll be doing, you know, socks and long johns in a year from now. Yeah. You know? if, the flights t- if the flights land in Israel, let's say it's 6 a.m., which most of the Newark afternoon flights do, can you have combat equipment that's on that plane at an Army base by the end of the day? So the way I like to say it is, the answer is yes, but the way I like to say it is if somebody drops off a bag in our warehouse today and it goes out, you know, on the five o'clock flight or the 1150 flight, or it goes out from Newark, some soldier is going to be using that tomorrow. I I got a call from a volunteer about eight weeks ago. She said, I don't know why you're sending underwear. I was just in a warehouse and there's a half a million pairs of underwear sitting in this warehouse in Israel. Why are we sending underwear? And I said, you just answered my question. There's a half a million pairs of underwear in a warehouse in Israel. And the underwear that you brought in the bag, there's a, there's a soldier who's going to have fresh gotchkas for Shabbat. So, you know, I don't know what the logistics are in Israel. We know it's bureaucratic. And, you know, at the end of the day, we, we have no cause to blame anybody for the delays and, and you know, the rumors about who has the right gear and, and all of that. We, we have a, a policy in the warehouse that instead of saying Lama, we say Lima, <laughs> which is the same three letters, but the vowels are just a bit different. And there's no point in, in talking about why the need exists. There is a lot of, there's a lot of good and that comes out of talking about what can I do. Understood. Moshe Bodner's with us. All right, let's talk about this week's timetable. What's happening over the next few days? Uh, when is the event actually going to begin? What's going on in the five towns? And I'm assuming since we speak to people on this show that are all over the place, uh, that you'll welcome people from far and wide to come out to the five towns over the next few days. With, with wide open arms, the, uh, the event schedule and all the information is, is, can be found on the website, www.idfchesedcenter.com. Very simple website. The schedule is right on the homepage. Scroll down a little bit. You can see some of the flyers. But we would love to bring as many people from other communities. And we'd also love to set an example and, and to help other communities do the same thing and do it bigger and better. Right? It's not a competition. It's, it's just Achdus and people working together to help. So what's happening in the five towns? So first of all, right now it's snowing heavily, which might put a little bit, uh, create a little bit of a problem in terms of setting up because today we are expecting three 18 wheel trucks, 18 wheeler trucks to show up one with tables and chairs and other stuff. That's going to help us turn our warehouse into a, not only a store, but a community center for Chesed and for learning this weekend and two trucks containing about a half a million dollars worth of soft gear. Uh, we also have, uh, I would say, smaller vans coming with things like you know, samples of tactical gear and drones and things like that that we're going to display so that people can have a sense of what's going on and we can put them in touch with different projects that are helping to raise money for 
things like drones and scopes and stuff like that, which, which has not been our focus. We consider ourselves uh, facilitators more than anything. Right. Um, assuming that our deliveries show up, some, between sometime today and tomorrow, we'll get everything set up. And tomorrow night we're going to launch with an opening ceremony at uh, 7.30, where we hope to have a couple of local dignitaries and uh, one of the shul choirs is going to sing the Misha Berif of Chayalim. At 8 o'clock, the Five Towns community, Tehillim and Marav, is going to uh, take place in our Hamal. It usually takes place in one of the shuls, but we have all the rabbis working with us. And at 8.30 tomorrow night, uh, we're kicking off our learning program with a girls' high school mishmar. And we've invited the girls from uh, all the schools in, in the neighborhood and, and from other neighborhoods. So we're hoping that the girls who go to uh, all of the different yeshiva high schools, day school high schools, seminaries, I don't really like to use the, the labels, but we'd like to see a lot of girls coming from, you know, slightly different backgrounds, learning together and doing their kumzits. So that's tomorrow night's programming. Unbelievable. And by the way, folks, uh, in addition to the schedule, which I'm going to run through in a second with Moshe Bodner's permission, on this website, idfchesedcenter.com, we have answers to a lot of our questions. There is a tab where you could donate. That answers that question of how you could support these efforts. There's a tab if you want to take bags to Israel. There's a tab that tells you how to shop for the requested supplies. And there's also a tab that allows you to join the WhatsApp chat so you can be up to date minute by minute about what the needs are for this incredible chesed effort. The IDF Unity Shabbat, which you will find at idfchesedcenter.com. Chesed, by the way, in this case, with one S. idfchesedcenter.com. And Avrami, I hope you'll put this at the very top of our chesed page idfchesedcenter.com. Each day, they're going to be shopping and packing gear for the Chayalim in the pop-up store. You literally can shop, pay for the stuff, and pack it up. Plus, there's tzitzis making and letter writing to soldiers. That's happening Thursday from 10 to 7, Friday from 9 to 2, Saturday night from 8 to midnight, and Sunday, the 18th of February from 10 to 5. Wednesday, tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. is the opening ceremony, followed by the community Marv and Tehillim, and then the high school girls Mishmar and Kumzitz. Thursday, they're having a bake sale at Dimples in Cedarhurst all day long. At 7.45 Thursday night, there'll be a challah bake at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. At 8 o'clock, a high school boys schmooze and Mishmar with a Weinberger, and then at 10 p.m., a Lil Shishi Learning with Rayakov Bender and a Raimati Newberger. On Friday, there's various projects, plus a soldier meet and greet, uh, high school onegs on Friday night as well. Matzei Shabbos, a musical Avdallah, and an Avo Subundum program. And then Sunday, everyone's invited to the uh, Minion and Sheer, uh, and plus various projects all day long to wrap up the entire event. So the IDF Unity Shabbat is happening in the five towns. The Israel Chesed Center is located at 1315 Peninsula Boulevard in Hewlett. And check out the entire schedule and get involved by going to idfchesedcenter.com, idfchesedcenter.com. By the way, you'll see there separate flyers and information about every one of these programs, like, like 10 or 11 different programs. You'll see all of it there on the website. Moshe Bodner, is there anything else you'd like to add, sir? So first of all, I, I could not have uh, read through that schedule 
nearly as well as you did. <laughs> but but I think that one thing comes to mind when, when you read the schedule, and, and that's really what we started the conversation with when, when we talk about Achdut. And, you know, it, it's it's not a secret that, that in our, you know, unbelievable Orthodox community, um, there not everybody agrees on, on, on how to deal with things related to Israel, whether it's, you know, Zionism, the flag, or whatever it is, um, you know, the, the goal, my goal is to respectfully disagree or, or not even to disagree, to just have our own opinions and, and let, you know, people follow their, their own shita. But I think if you look at the, uh, the Rabbanim who, who are speaking, I think that, you know, we, we've done a lot and, and the Rabbanim have, you know, the Rabbanim have very broad shoulders. You know, when you think about, you know, the, the Beis Hamikdash expands to, you know, allow all the Jews to come in on uh, on, on the uh, Shalosh Regalim, um, I think the shoulders of the Rabbanim in our communities have also expanded to, to really carry us through this situation. And, you know, I had a, one of the local yeshiva high school principals told me a few weeks ago they'd love to get involved. They have a problem. It's not something that they can say no to. How do you say no to helping Israel? But it's not something they can say yes to because they don't know how people will understand it. Will we be playing Hatikva? Will, will we be focused on, you know, things that, that they're not comfortable educating their kids about? And I think it's a shame. But when you see and you have a Rabbi Weinberger and, and, a, and a Rabbi Bender from Darche and a Rabbi Neuberger from the White Shul and, and Rabbi Trump and Rabbi Wallowick who have been just unbelievable partners and, and, and mashpiim about this whole thing, uh, my, my goal, and I think the, the, the community's goal and certainly the goal of the Rabbanim is that the, that, that, that it should, you know, that, that the Achdus part of it should be what stands out. We'll, we'll all keep Shabbos and in Yitz Hashem we, we will win, but I think that if we can come out of this weekend, you know, God forbid, not having sold, you know, one pair of socks for soldiers to wear, but there's increased octus within our community and 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 other communities, Oceanside and West Hempstead, and and you know, and Bergen County coming out here. That, that's really will you know that I think is what will give Hashem the message that it's time to end this and and to bring the geula. Well, there you go. Um, well said. The IDF Unity Shabbat begins essentially uh, tomorrow night. The full schedule of activities, events. And the ways to get involved is at idfchesedcenter.com. Plus, you can donate online on that website and support their incredible efforts. There also, uh, there's also information there about taking bags to Israel, about the joining the WhatsApp chat, and the IDF Unity Shabbat, which kicks off as a full weekend beginning tomorrow night, is going to last through Sunday. And as you heard Moshe Bodner say, you don't have to be from the five towns, West Hempstead, Great Neck, you can also come from Bergen County and Hudson County and Passaic County and uh, places all the way out on Long Island and all five boroughs of New York and even Connecticut and other places in New Jersey and New York, if you wish. They want everyone to come by to be part of it and uh, to support the cause and be involved. Feel like you're one of the people, which you will feel like, who's packing up materials and getting them to the airport. And the next day having Israeli soldiers and those who are displaced using those items, which is pretty amazing. All kicks off tomorrow night. Again, information, idfchesedcenter.com, idfchesedcenter.com. And Moshe Bodner, you know what I have to tell you? I got to tell you that um, one of the challenges we have, 
And as we heard about the uh, three Israeli soldiers who are being buried as we speak, I mentioned that it's, it's hard to, to keep the same level of attention, the same level of care and concern for four plus months. But it sounds like you're surrounded by people who've been able to do it, that you are just as motivated today uh, as you and your group uh, were four months ago to uh, keep these efforts going and to you know, wake up every single morning refreshed, ready to get whatever needs to get to Israel as soon as possible. I, I hope that's an accurate assessment. I hope you agree that the momentum continues to go strong and that uh, you and your group continue to be leaders in this area. So, so thank you, Nachal. If I could just respond to that for a second. So I agree. It is hard to keep it going, um, even personally, but on the communal level, we definitely have to change it up. I mean, that's why we, you know, at some point we switched to Hanukkah presents and then after Hanukkah we did winter gear and then we focused on helmets and vests. Right? We have to find things that talk to everybody, to talk to different people. And, and again, that's one of the reasons for doing this weekend is everybody should be able to come and find something that speaks to them. But even when we're down and even when it's, it's hard because we're burying people and, and we're, we're hearing terrible stories every single day, two or three very, very beautiful stories happen. I'll just give you one, one final example. On Sunday, I was at the, uh, was it Sunday or last, maybe, maybe last Friday. It must've been last Friday. I was, I was in the warehouse and a woman showed up and she gave me her business card and she was from the town of Hempstead department of sanitation. And she was not happy that we had a pile of garbage in our, uh, in our parking lot. That morning we had had a container delivered. It was the first time we spent money really on anything, not going towards Chayalim, but we, we had been sending garbage home with volunteers <laughs> to put in their own garbage. Oh my um, but I said, this is, you know, this is crazy. We, we, we have, you know, we have $400,000, $500,000 worth of stuff coming next week. We, we need to have a container. We ordered the container. I said to her, rest assured volunteers will put all this garbage into a container tonight. She said, no problem. She came back five minutes later and I thought she was going to give me a summons. I thought she said she called her boss. She called her boss. We have to give us a summons. We'll go to court. She came in and said, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I'd like to donate. That morning I had put up a, 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 a cardboard box. I hung on the wall as a tzedakah box. It, it hit me that we never put a tzedakah box up. If somebody comes in and wants to put in a quarter or $10. So it's just more money that we can collect. This, this woman was the first contributor to our new tzedakah box. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's amazing how infectious the chesed could be, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Every day there's, there, there were more chesedim and, and new chesedim that I never even dreamed of. And by the way, now that we're in the first, uh, the, the first month of Adar, we should mention that you're also collecting uh, adult and children's costumes to send to Israel for Purim. So if people have those lying around, um, you know, yep. if they're in good condition. Yeah, and we have a Shalach Manos. We, you know, we, we talk about, you know, Mekapel to Chesed. We started to use the term Chesed multiplied. So we, we're doing two different Mishlach Manot programs that people can sign up for. One is, is Mishlach Manot for Chayalim, where they're going to get Purim in a box. The, the Mishlach Manot is also going to be, the, it's Mahadrin Mena Mahadrin that's going to be their food for their Purim Suda. It's going to include a Megillah and a Grogger, and it's going to include some, you know, cute costumes like funny bow ties and funny hats and stuff like that. And the idea is that when soldiers are on their base or in the Shetach and they, and they can celebrate Purim for 10 minutes together, they can, it, 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 it triples the enjoyment. It triples the Simcha. Yep. And we have a, we're also partnered with Shalva. So we are going to be offering the opportunity to send Mishloach Manot to Israel, either to, let's call it, you know, to random people 
to, to, to the Punim and bereaved families or, or to your friends and family and kids who are in, you know, Malo, Daphne, wherever they are, but through Shalva. So we're doing, you know, a chesed in that we're raising money for our own efforts, but the Shalva members who are unbelievable are going to be putting together those Mishalach Manot and sending them out from Israel. So it's just doubling down on the chesed. Moshe, I could do this all day with you. It's amazing. I hope our okay. list. Uh, okay. Say it again. So can I. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you are doing it all day. I hope our listeners get involved. Uh, if you're a listener of this show and you've been dying to find an organized effort to support and an organized effort to get involved with when it comes to sending stuff to Israel, you have to be nuts not to go to this website, idfchesedcenter.com, idfchesedcenter.com. They are the address for the IDF Unity Shabbat that's really kicking off tomorrow night. It's going to last the entire weekend out in Hewlett. Everyone's invited from everywhere. Look at some of the activities and how you and your family can be involved. There's also a link there to join the WhatsApp chat. There's a link to donate, right? You're wondering who to donate to in order to help with these bags to Israel. Uh, there's a link to uh, take bags to Israel. It's all there, idfchesedcenter.com. Moshe Bodner, thank you. Good luck with the event. I hope it's a massive success. Thank you. We'll, we'll report in. Thanks, Malcolm. I hope you will. Keep us up to date. IDFChesedCenter.com. More coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, we're going to put this at the top of our Chesed page, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. And uh, it is just unbelievable, the um, the effort that's that's happening on a daily basis with hundreds and hundreds of bags. Just incredible. More coming up. Simcha Liner at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Liner, the Hasidish medley off of his brand new album. Good morning, J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to those of you who are tuned in. I know a lot of people are uh, are home, either working from home today or supervising young people that are home today. <laughs> Kids who are home from school. I don't know exactly uh, the number of schools in our community that have closed today, but I would guess it's up there. That's what I would suspect. Um, our, our 40th anniversary campaign is in its last week. They're not letting me extend it any further as much as I want to. Our 40th anniversary campaign is in its last week. Those of you who have not yet contributed to keep JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network going, please do so. FJBUnity.org. Again, fjbunity.org. And we thank you. Let's see, did we get our 400th? Uh, did we get our 400th donor? Um, let's see. Why can't I find this campaign? You'd think I'd be able to find our campaign, right? Um, well, we're at 399. 399 donors. The next person who gives at fjbunity.org, you'll be our 400th donor for 40 years. That's a good goal. 400 donors for 40 years. I like that. Um, 
So give now, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. We'll announce you as the uh, 400th donor, which is pretty cool. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app, for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, today is the yard site of my brother, Rab Moshe Yonab and Rab Zev Halevi. Fourth day of Adar 1. Uh, he passed away from esophageal cancer, which is why every year we remind people who suffer from heartburn to speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy so you could avoid the terrible tragedy and painful existence of the final days of esophageal cancer. Uh, often that heartburn turns into Barrett's, that Barrett's turns into cancer, and therefore you want to speak to your doctor about getting an endoscopy, endoscopy. They could do a proper screening and uh, hopefully prevent anything from happening that might be that might look like it's about to, you know, get serious down the road. Um, FJBUnity.org. I'm saying that because someone's asking on the app why we don't take debit cards, but they do take credit cards. I don't even know. Is that is that a thing? Can't your debit card operate like a credit card? That's what I always think. I could be wrong. We're waiting for that 400th donor. We are at 399. Let's get to that 400th donor for the 40th anniversary of JM and the AM. Mayor Furtick sitting in Thursday. That's the day of my grandson's bris, please God, Bishat Tova. Um... Yeah, Monday I think we're here, even though it's President's Day. I think we're going to be here Monday. Can't think of a good reason to take off on Monday yet. If one if one arises, I will definitely uh, I will definitely in, institute it. Uh, but at the moment, I can't think of a good reason to take off. Um. Yeah. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Well, that's an understatement. You'll certainly be glad you did. A&H is amazing. As many of you discovered during the Super Bowl, how many people had A&H knockwurst during the Super Bowl or salami or pastrami or any of their delicious deli meats or, uh, or any of their varieties of hot dogs and sausages? Delish. Absolutely delicious. Thank you, A&H. More coming up. It is a um, Tuesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. And uh, this one comes from Yehuda Katz at JM in the AM. Israel, 
Michal Brzezanska, Yisrael Shalom. New York boys with uh, the Ahafte Herat Tayachad done by Yehuda Katz. 
much. AM and the AM on a uh, Tuesday morning. It's the final week of our 40th anniversary campaign. And a big thank you to our 400... <coughs> excuse me, our 400th donor, Mr. and Mrs. Ari Senft have uh, sent in a donation and have indicated we have been enjoying the show since you started. Continue to Hatzlacha, much nachas from your family. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jamie, yeah, I know the cough doesn't go away yet. I know. Trust me. I Trust me, I know. Uh, I think it does sound better, right? Just not still lingering. Crazy. Three, four weeks already. Just crazy. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Coming up at um, 11 o'clock, it's Avrami and a live lunch from Israel, 11 until 1. You can contact uh, Avrami through the app at that point as well. Also, if you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, you could write to Avrami, af at nahumsegal.com. Again, that's af at nahumsegal.com. Uh, listen to Ruvain says, well, we're all home. I'm working and my wife and Sarahana are off. Lots of snow here. Has to be close to a foot. I think he's in uh, Muncie. He's in Muncie. I guess they've got uh, an inordinate amount of snow up there in Muncie. That's what it seems like. Um, please keep in mind Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea for Rafur Shlema. Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea for Rafur Shlema. We have uh, families in Israel that are suffering as another three soldiers have been taken by the enemy. And um, those funerals happened today in Israel. Let's not forget what our brothers and sisters are going through. It's four plus months. It is 18 and a half weeks. This Shabbat will be the 19th week unless, please God, please God, please God, they are freed beforehand. This will be the 19th Shabbat in a row that our brothers and sisters are being held captive by the enemy. Crazy, no? Pretty crazy. I want to thank Moshe Bodner, who was with us earlier. Uh, you have to admit the effort that he and everybody that he's associated with have been making since October 8th is unbelievable. Go to IDF chesedcenter.com the schedule for their big Shabbat is up there all the different flyers for the events that they have and different ways you can help you could join their whatsapp group you could donate online to them you could take bags to Israel a lot of ways you could help idfchesedcenter.com this is the answer people have been asking you know what can we do and who can we rely on to support and to get involved with that are still, you know, doing doing the job that needs to be done four and a half months later? And this is the answer. So check out that website and to do so as soon as possible. Thursday, Mayor Furtick's going to be in. That's the day of my grandson's bris. I never in my life thought I'd say those words. Just incredible. Hodul Hashem Kitov. So Mayor Fertig on Thursday. Tomorrow we're back and uh, we'll visit with our friends from Turo. 
Uh, also tomorrow, uh, oh, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter is going to join us tomorrow. Here's a brand new song and a brand new campaign to discuss. We'll do that tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow, of course, and plenty more today. After all, Israel at 75, where my Dr. David Hertzberg is next. He'll be speaking about the Munich uh, botched rescue mission of 1972. That's coming up next, Israel at 75. Uh, Avrami hosts a live lunch starting at 10 a.m. Excuse me, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.